Hello and welcome to Biblical Moments. I am your host, Evangelist Frank King. According to the Bible, if you are a Christian, God has a purpose for your life. In Paul's second letter to Timothy, he reveals in chapter 1 and verse 9 that God gave us his own purpose and grace in Christ before the world began. So in this episode, I want to talk about divine purpose. I will be teaching from Exodus chapter 2, and I will be using the King James Version of the Bible. Stay with me as I talk about embracing your divine purpose. When I talk about divine purpose, I'm simply talking about the purpose that has been assigned to our life by God. The Bible says he had purpose for us before the world began. I find that point so fascinating because God gives each of us freedom of choice. And because of that, we will undoubtedly do things that are counter to the will of God for us. Some of those things are so far from the mark that they are not even close to God's will for us. But in spite of the misguided things we do, God knows how to make his purpose for us ultimately prevail. Sad but true, some people believe that we are born, we live, we die, and we return to the dust end of story. The truth is, life is not that simple. But if you believe it to be that way, you will live it that way. I'm saying that it's important for us to know that we are people of a higher calling. We weren't put here simply to go through life aimlessly and then die. God has relevant purpose for each of us, and having this perspective on life changes our life in a very powerful way. Now, all of us know about this guy in the Bible by the name of Moses. People who don't even read their Bible know there is a guy named Moses in there. God used him to bring his people out of Egypt. But what's also fascinating about Moses is his life because it speaks so powerfully to the subject of divine purpose. Chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 tell us a little bit about Moses' birth. According to verse 1, both Moses' mother and father were from the house of Levi. Verse 2, And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. Now we know that the priestly tribe was from the house of Levi. So Moses was born into the priestly tribe because his father and mother were from the house of Levi. But let's talk about why his mother 
hid him after he was born. It was because of King Pharaoh's decree that all of the Hebrew males be put to death at birth. So after Moses was born, his mother hid him. Exodus chapter 2 verse 3. And when she could not longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and dabbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. Now this must have been very tough. Remember, she hid him the first three months because she saw that he was so precious. But now she comes to the place where she has to release him and abandon him in a homemade boat on the brink of the river. I'm not sure why she felt this was the safest thing to do for baby Moses. To me, this seems the most illogical thing to do. Perhaps, however, God had put it in her heart to do that. You see, many times God's way doesn't jibe with human reasoning. We certainly cannot argue with how things turned out for Moses. They could not have turned out any better as we shall see. Okay, so baby Moses is in this homemade boat at the brink of the river. And here comes King Pharaoh's daughter and finds baby Moses. And according to verse 6, Pharaoh's daughter has compassion on the baby. Think about that. She knows that her dad, the king, has ordered all the Hebrew males to be killed. But instead of turning baby Moses over to die, she has compassion on him. You see, it turned out that way because God had his hand upon baby Moses. And until his purpose was fulfilled, nothing was going to happen to him. Some of you know that you should have been already gone from here. But God had a purpose for you to fulfill. And your days are numbered by your divine purpose. The king wanted the baby boys killed, but God's divine purpose for Moses was greater than the king's death sentence. Now this story just keeps getting better. According to verse 7, Moses' sister approached Pharaoh's daughter who had just fetched baby Moses from the river. And Moses' sister proposed allowing one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby because it was a Hebrew baby. Pharaoh's daughter agreed to the proposal and to make a long story short, Pharaoh's daughter paid Moses' own mother to nurse her own son. Wow. I don't know what Moses' mother was thinking when she made the ark and put baby Moses in it. Perhaps she was hoping against hope that he would float away to some distant place and be found safely. But see, God had a better plan. God had purpose for Moses and his purpose for Moses was right there in Egypt. 
Finally, verse 10 tells us, And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. Think about that. God took Moses from the brink of the river all the way to the king's palace, paid for by the king's money. But what God had placed on the inside of Moses was bigger than living in the king's palace. You know, sometimes people see you and they see where you have arrived in life and they can't understand why you are not content there. They can't understand what's making you tick the way you are. They don't understand how you are wired because as a child of God, you are wired with divine purpose and it won't turn you loose until you find that place God has purposed for you. The purpose God had placed in Moses was bigger than living in the king's palace. Praise God. So Moses was three months old when Pharaoh's daughter found him, but he was 80 when God called him. And during those 80 years, God providentially watched over Moses. And listen, the same is true for you and me. God has divine purpose for each of us and his hand is upon our lives to bring us to that divinely appointed place. Our experience may not be as dramatic as Moses's was, but it's just as real. You know, I never intended to be a preacher. I had absolutely no aspirations to be one. I lived right next door to a Pentecostal preacher during my youth. He was a godly man, and I didn't even take it to heart. I used to have parties in my backyard, loud music and drinking right next to the house of a man of God. He never complained. And now I am one of those preachers as well. Perhaps you are familiar with the popular book, The Purpose Driven Life, written some years ago by Pastor Rick Warren. The gist of the book is to know your purpose and allow your life to be driven by that purpose. So God has a divine purpose for each of our lives. The question is, is your life being purpose-driven? Let me tell you why some believers are going nowhere fast in life. They are all over the place, going after every invite they receive from life. But when your life is purpose-driven, you eliminate those things that don't align with your purpose. Some believers are in a place in life they have no place being. But it's because they don't live their life with a sense of divine purpose. They tend to jump on every bandwagon that comes their way. Listen, my friend, that's not God's plan for your life. The whole premise of this message is that God has a better plan for your life than you do, a better plan for my life than I do. 
and God's hand is upon our lives to lead us to that divinely appointed place, just as it was with Moses. Again, not as dramatic, but just as real. And God's favor and blessings upon our life are greatest when our life fits his plan. That's so important. God's favor and blessings upon our life are greatest when our life fits his plan. Well, my friend, that brings us to the end of this episode. And I want to thank you for listening today. Hope that you were blessed as we talked about the importance of embracing your divine purpose. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.